Jake. Hi, Ben. Perfect. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, no, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I'm a passenger in a car, as long as you can hear me. No, that's fine, mate. I can, I can hear you no trouble. Are you, uh, you going to be in the car for a while? or? Oh, yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think... Uh, I think it's fine, mate. There's not too much too much uh, background noise, so they'll be fine. Uh, it's very, okay. it, it'll be very authentic. <laughs> yeah, well, there was no. This is the quietest place because I would have. I don't know where I could have gone. There's too much noise everywhere on site. <laughs> no, that's fine. All good, mate. And do you? Uh, and wh- where are you driving? I oh, know we're just going to camp to get some lunch. To be honest. <laughs> well done, well done. That's fine. Yep. Uh, so, mate, oh, I, I don't know whether you're big on titles, but what's your official title? Uh, I'm the office manager yep. and technical services. And tech, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Just go with office manager, maybe. Yep, that's fine. And that, and that's, and would you say that's the office manager for the for the, the grain and intermodal terminal? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I figured. So, yep, grain and intermodal. Yep. Uh, and I, I loosely know how long, but how long have you been there for? Um, uh, nine years. Goodness me. Yes, I know. Long service leave coming up. Oh, mate, counting down the days. <laughs> uh, righto, that's good. And I think that's probably all, mate. Yeah, I mean, I've, I know a bit about the business, obviously, so we can just rattle away. But, yeah, I was just going to just introduce you and the business, uh, give you an opportunity to... Give a little bit about your own personal history plus uh, yes. plus the, the business, and then yep. yeah, we can sort of then slide straight into I guess what the business has done in that. Well, probably really in that. When did when did the actual grain? When was the grain site first built? Uh, two thousand nine. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you've been there for the most most of it anyway. Yep. yep. Radio. No worries. Well, that's good, mate. Well, I'll um I'll. Yep, we've waffled on here for a couple of minutes, so they'll cut all of that out. I'll just do a, like a formal introduction, and then uh, yep. we can. Um, <clears throat> yes, and if there's any bits in the middle that don't uh, make sense, I'll just chop it out. So, okay, right, great. So, hi everyone, Ben Reed here, head of growth and co-founder at AgriDigital, uh, and today uh, I'm aligned for our Another version of our Harvestable um, podcast, we've got Jake Young, who is the, the office manager for uh, Fletcher International Exports, which is a, a grain um, intermodal uh, hub based at Dubbo in New South Wales, and also a very large uh, sheep uh, meat abattoir, uh, also based at Dubbo, and also have a, uh, a meat abattoir based in uh, Western Australia as well. So uh, great to have you on the line, Jake. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Very good. And I know you're uh, you're just driving at the moment, so there'd be a fraction of background, but it's all going to be very authentic. Um, we'll try and avoid the speed bumps. We can. Yep, that's it. And yeah, and you know, just talking to you a bit earlier. Great to to have you on the line. And I guess uh, again, full disclosure at the start of the conversation here, Fletcher are a software customer of ours, and and a very important one because they were the very first software customer of ours. Um, Almost six years ago to the date, I think, we, we rolled out uh, our software, AgriDigital platform there yeah, just right. before the 2016 harvest. So, Yep, that'd be right. Yeah, so it's been a, 
it's been a really great partnership that we've had and uh, one we don't take lightly. So, yeah, great to have you with us, Jake. And I know you've been there for, you were just saying, for nine years at the, at the Fletcher business, which yes. is, um, yep. which is a, a nice long tenure. But, um, yeah, it's just, I guess, for the, for the benefit of, of people listening in today uh, across the country, what, um, yeah, what I'd like to do is just yeah, get you to give us a bit of history on yourself personally and then probably uh, yeah, talk a bit about the, the, the Fletcher business, um, you know, where it's come from and I guess where it is today. Yeah, sure. No worries. Well, I suppose uh, my background, I studied an ag science degree down at CSU in Wagga. Um, that was probably a, a later in life decision to do. Before that, I was actually a vet nurse for about nine years um, here in Dubbo, I'm a, a local boy and, and was a vet nurse for a, a while and decided that maybe I'd want to go to uni and um, do vet science and that kind of changed after the first year and moved over to ag science and, and haven't looked back. Um, yes, I started with Fletcher's uh, in the harvest of 2011 um, during my university holidays and, and absolutely loved it and they, they pressured me to stay at the end of that harvest and I thought oh, I better go back and finish off my degree so I did another year back at CSU and um, started full-time in 2012 and and here I am now. Yep very good and nine years is a, is a long tenure as I said and, and probably for I guess for everyone's benefit just to, to give some context about I guess the the Fletcher business um, yeah if you wouldn't mind just spending a few minutes just talking about you know I guess the it's a family business and, and also uh, you know when they, how they yeah. started and where they are now. No worries, yeah. So the, um, so the division of the company I work in is the, the grain and intermodal facility, which some people might be uh, familiar with. Uh, but in general, uh, the Fletcher company was born from a, a livestock uh, background with Roger Fletcher being um, the, the founder and managing director of the company. Um, Roger started out as a, uh, a drover, uh, buying and selling sheep and things like that. And, and over the years, um, leasing council uh, abattoirs that were no longer in use. Um, and in the late 80s, the uh, decision was made to build uh, the abattoir in Dubbo as it, as it is today. It's, it's undergone some redevelopments and expansions over the last few years. Um, and in the late 90s, uh, the plant in Western Australia, in Albany, Western Australia, was built as well. So between the two plants, they have a, a processing capacity somewhere in the region uh, of about 10,000 sheep per day. Um, the Dubbo plant has a slightly higher processing number than what the uh, Western Australian plant does. Um, and... Then the business, it started to grow uh, from there into to different avenues away from meat processing. Um, Roger purchased some farms. Um, there's a, a large farm at Condoblin and another one at uh, Lightning Ridge. And both of these farms, they, they grow grain and, and our livestock and the breeding flock and things like that and backgrounding sheep. Um, and there is also a, a lamb feedlot down at the Condoblin farm um, can hold anywhere from 60 to 80,000 lambs at any one time, which helps to um, supply the abattoir. Um, and over the years, uh, the grain that was being produced at the Condoblin farm um, was being delivered to other bulk handlers. And um, in true Roger Fletcher style, he uh, wasn't happy with 
someone else being in control of his supply chain and his commodity. He wanted to have a go at being able to um, do it better himself. So that was how the grain terminal was born. Um, the land was already owned opposite the abattoir in Dubbo. So the silo complex was built. It was only a very small complex to start off with. It had four 3,000 tonne silos. Um, and we leased a very small train set um, to put all of our containers on, the meat containers and the uh, the grain containers. Um, and over the years, the site has grown from about a 12,000 tonne site in its very beginning um, up to now approximately a 400,000 tonne site. Uh, most of our storage is spread across bunkers, um, silos and, and our sheds. Um, we have two purpose-built cotton lint warehouse sheds um, that are about 140 metres long, 80 metres wide, and they apparently are the largest single-span sheds in the country. Um, so not only do we pack and, and export grain, we also warehouse and pack um cotton bales, cotton seed, and, and all different types of grain, wheat, barley, chickpeas, canola, lupins, um, pretty much anything that we can put into a shipping container and put on our train, um, we will have a go at. Um, about six years ago, we did uh, make the decision to purchase our own train set. Um, very similar to what happened with the grain, Roger wanted to um, try and improve efficiencies and do things better himself. So... Um, instead of leasing train sets, we set about buying three uh, locomotives and 62 purpose-built scale wagons. Um, and so now we currently run the longest and heaviest container export train in the country. Um, and it is, I believe, still the longest and heaviest uh, train to ever go over the Blue Mountains. Um, and it services uh, all of our freight our local customers around us as well can can use our train for their freight needs um, and runs into Port Botany uh, three times a week, delivering our freight in there and, and backloading import containers as well. Well, it's a real, uh, it's a real story, Jake, and you've just summarised it well in, uh, in a few minutes there. And uh, I guess, you know, for last week, I actually interviewed um, Daniel McNaught from McNaught's Transport yep. based down in... in uh, the Finlay Berrigan area in southern New South Wales, and uh, you know, I guess they're a, they're a transport trucking transport business, and you know, by default, Fletchers have become a train uh, transport business, and you know, I can certainly see why that that sort of came to fruition with you know the I guess the need to um, you know you know for, for want of a better word, logistics is the centre of the Fletchers business, I guess, isn't it, Jake? Um, yes. You know, I know that there's the storage, but at the end of the day getting the product to, to the port in, as you say, in a container. And that's a, a varied array of um, products is, is, was obviously integral it, to yeah, that. And I'm, I'm sure it doesn't come without its challenges. No, definitely not. And I mean, in, in the beginning, it was, it was about improving the efficiencies and having um, more control over our, our product and our freight. That's when we were leasing other services and, and things like that. Um, but as, as the business has evolved, um, especially with us now owning our own train set, um, we've had to become as versatile as we can. You know, we've come off the back of three years of, of terrible drought. So there really was no grain to put on that train. Um, whereas if we were, if we were leasing a, a train set from another service provider, we would have been under a, a take or pay arrangement and paying for a service that 
we couldn't use or, or didn't need. Um, we still had bills to pay with our own train, but they were you know, a lot, lot less than um, where we were under a take or pay arrangement. So we've had to really become very versatile and, and look at other avenues um, to keep our train moving outside of there, there being no grain or no cotton or low livestock numbers, things like that. And, and at the moment, um, which I'm sure a lot of people would be aware of, it's, it's been in the media, um, the logistical nightmare of, of um, exporting and shipping around the world is, is really playing havoc with us at the moment and a lot of other exporters as well. Um, the cost of, of moving containers around the world is is skyrocketing astronomically. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's an ever-moving, ever-evolving beast that we have to keep um, learning how to, how to deal with and, and changing the way we do things. And we, we talked last week about the, the, the back freight, I suppose we call it, in the trucking business, you know, looking for whether it's a, you know, a load of grain from point A to point B and a load of fertiliser or lime or gypsum or something from B back to A, uh, yep. I guess you probably don't have quite that luxury as much, I guess, with trains. Jacob wouldn't mind us sort of understanding that a bit better. Um, yeah, so there is there is actually an opportunity there for, for someone like us, an example, to, to take advantage of there being um, a backload, I suppose we'll, we'll call it, for, for our train. Um, so obviously our train needs to bring the empty containers out to us, so it's, it's not necessarily moving back out to us empty because yeah. we're still doing a purpose of, of returning yeah. empty containers to us. But um, in terms of importing goods into Australia, um, when, when you're importing containers, they're obviously coming in through the ports in what's considered a metro area. Um, so that clearing of, of a container in terms of in quarantine and inspections and things like that um, is quite straightforward in a metro area. It's very easy to do. But for us, uh, being a regional upcountry, you know, 500 kilometres from the port, we can't just pick up a container at the port and bring it into us here in Dubbo and, and unload it no matter what the product is. It has to go through what's called a, a rural tailgating procedure. Um, so it's quite often is unpacked and whatever is inside it is inspected by customs officials um, because it's coming to a rural area. Had that container been destined for a metro address it would have simply been moved to that metro address and unloaded um, so being what able if... to transfer those inspection powers or um, facilities whether it be the government sets up a, a location in a rural area or, or, or similar to um, they've granted the powers to authorised officers to inspect goods that are leaving the country in, in rural areas if that could be given to people um, in, in areas such as Dubbo, then we could literally pick up containers uh, from the port, relieving congestion from a, a very congested Port Botany at the moment, um, bring those containers straight out to Dubbo and have them inspected and unpacked on our site, saving everyone a lot of time and money along the supply chain. It's interesting. Uh, so it sounds like there's a bit of an opportunity there to... Uh, to for want of a better word, loosen up some red tape to actually allow Definitely. it to happen. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It is something that we've tried doing in the past. Um, and it, it, at the moment, it kind of falls into the too hard basket because um, you do have to jump through a lot of hoops yeah. and there is a lot of red tape. But it, um, when you look at how some of the things are done in the metro area, there's no reason why we really couldn't be doing it out here and yeah. improve it for a lot of people, not just ourselves. Yeah. 
your big W's, your, your BCFs, things like that, people who rely on trucks to transport their goods out here that have been imported, um, it could be a much more seamless process for them. Yeah, and, and potentially some agricultural uh, products as well, Jake, too. Definitely. Fertiliser, machinery, chemicals, there's huge potential. Well, you don't get those opportunities unless you um, you put yourself out there, and I guess the, the business has done that by, you know, as you say, buying that train set and having a bit more control over the logistics and, you know, I guess for, uh, for, for all those farmers that over the years have delivered grain into your uh, site there, and, you know, I know that ranges sometimes from, growers in Queensland, you know, all the way down to southern New South Wales. But yeah. I guess in years like this, it's probably more from the central west um, New South Wales area. But, uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of farmers that have benefited from, from what you've done, uh, from what the Fletcher business has done. And um, I'm sure, sure, you know, grateful to have have you there and uh, and the competition in the marketplace as well. Um, yeah. Probably, uh, probably just not so much to, to round out yet, Jake, but I guess, um, you know, I know from from experience, I guess the, the site there itself in Dubbo, you've gone undergone some some improvements, um, you know, in, in recent years, and you know, maybe just particularly for the local growers uh, yep. to understand a bit more about uh, what that means, and, and hopefully improve some, you know, harvest receival times this year. Yeah, sure. So since since I've been at uh, at the company, there it's it's grown every year. Nothing nothing has stayed the same. Um, and there's been a number of different things over the years that, that have grown and changed. So we, we understand that uh, things are changing for, for growers in terms of headers are getting bigger. You know, triples are now allow, allowed into more roads and more towns. So they're moving more grain on trucks. So we need to improve our efficiency so that we can return trucks um, to the growers as, as quick as possible. So over the last few years, we have spent a considerable um, amount of, money investing in upgrading our infrastructure and our facilities so a lot of our bunker machinery um, it's it's the biggest that we can buy um, with a, a 700 ton an hour capacity on some of our bunker machines we can unload road trains in about 10 or 15 minutes um, we this year we're actually in the process right now of uh, commissioning our uh, silo upgrade to our front um, silo complex um, we've been testing it over the last few days and um, with the installation of a new 30-ton pit and a higher capacity elevators and drag belts, we've been able to unload uh, trucks in, in four to five minutes um, compared to previously was 35 to 40 minutes. Um, so we're really looking at, at just reducing the amount of time that a truck spends on our site. Um, we, we have our, our two way bridges. Um, you would have seen in the past, we only had one way bridge. So now we have the in and out bridge. So we're yeah. not choking up with, um, with trucks trying, trying to get in and out on the one bridge. And last year, uh, even though it's not new anymore, we did install a, uh, auto sampler, um, that runs the full length of, of our incoming way bridge. So our trucks don't, um, arrive on site at our way bridge and then have to go to a different location for spearing while they are there weighing into the site and handing over their details, a sample is being taken from their truck at the same time. Just it, It's only removing a, a one or two minute um, step from from everything, but because it's being done at the same time, it, it really does save on efficiencies and productivity getting trucks through our site as quick as we can. Yep, absolutely. That's what it's all about. And, you know, uh, 
hopefully our software has enabled you to be able to do that, Jake, I guess, having, you know, multiple stations you need, data flowing. Yes. Yeah, without, um, without being able to use AgriDigital or software like AgriDigital, it's, it, it wouldn't be possible to do some of the things that we do because we do have various locations across the site where we can keep these trucks moving to so we're not bottlenecked at one location. So having um, software that's you know, cloud-based, it's, it's quite user-friendly, um, it's very easy for everyone to use and jump on and do the information. We're able to seamlessly uh, get trucks through our site um, with the use of our infrastructure and, and your software. Yep, that's great. And, and I guess just, just quickly, we're trying to keep this to a bite-size uh, uh, interview, Jake, but just, just, I guess, to look to the future, just in a, in a minute or two, um, I guess, what, as you say, you know, you evolved a lot, you know, you're, you're growing with uh, the need for, for what, what your customers are wanting. What, what do you sort of see as the, you know, if you had to choose sort of one or two things that you can see in the next sort of five years that you as a business want to sort of fix or, or at least, you know, um, innovate in, what, what would it be? Uh, so things that we probably see as issues that we need to focus on over the next few years would be the, the importing that, that we spoke about earlier. Um, yeah, getting that out to a rural remote area is something that we uh, are very keen to do. Um, but also having uh, more transparency and um, greater efficiencies happening at our ports. Um, at the moment, you've got um, heavily privately owned plus also heavily unionised um, situations there and like I, I don't need to go into too much detail there and um, everyone's quite aware of, of what's happening but yeah it can it can really uh, impact uh, a business whether it be a, a private business such as ourselves or, or a more public company that's wanting to deal with that infrastructure it can um, really play havoc with with what you're trying to achieve and at the end of the day um, having inefficiencies in those areas it ends up affecting our farmers. It ends up affecting uh, Australian product uh, being accessible to the entire world. Um, so, yeah, we really would like to see us become more accessible um, to yep. to our importing and exporting customers. Yep. Well, it's a uh, chunky enough thing to get your teeth into, Jake. So I'm sure, um, you know, the business will, will do its best to to do that and, and, you know, hopefully the benefit, benefits of that flow through to, to your customers as well, which I'm sure they will. So that's, um, that's great. And, you know, as I said at the very start of this interview, you know, uh, we, we will certainly as a business be forever grateful for the opportunity to be your, um, uh, you know, our first software customer. And, you know, we appreciate everything you've done over the, the last six years and look forward to supporting you into the future. And, um, and you know, you've been there from day dot as well, Jake. So that's... Uh, Fitting to have you on today, and yeah, appreciate you, you, you sort of sharing uh, the Fletcher story. And you know, for, for those um, uh, you know watching from the sideline, look forward to uh, to seeing how it evolves as time rolls on. No worries. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. And yeah, we were happy to be the guinea pig, and we're still happy to be along for the ride. Sounds good. Great. Thanks, Jake. No worries. Thanks, Ben. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.